The StreamSets DataOps platform is the world's first single platform for building smart data pipelines across hybrid and multi-cloud architectures. You can build, run, monitor, and manage data pipelines confidently with an end-to-end -end data integration platform that's built for constant change. Amp up your productivity with easy-to-navigate interface with hundreds of pre-built sources and destinations. Once you're up and running, your smart data pipelines are resilient to data drift, those ongoing and unexpected changes in your data infrastructure and pipelines. Finally, you have one single pane of glass for operating and monitoring all of your data pipelines. Get started today building data pipelines in minutes for free at streamsets.com slash tag data. The first 10 listeners of this podcast that subscribe to StreamSets Professional Tier will receive two months free after their first month. Hello, I'm Dr. Beverly Wright, and welcome to Tag Data Talk. With us today, we have Ken Visiana, who is Vice President of Global Data and Analytics Products from TSIS. Thanks for joining us, Ken. Great. Thanks for having me, Beverly. I'm excited to have a conversation with you today. Awesome. Well, let's start off with a little background. Tell us, why are you so cool, Visiana Data? Visiana Data. I do have a hashtag, Visiana Data. Besides having we'll, your own hashtag. We'll give it a little bit of a plug. <laughs> that's that's kind of cool, I guess, to yeah. some people. But uh, I think it's really about the journey, right? I've been in the, the data and analytics space for, for over 20 years. And just thinking about how I've navigated my career and done different aspects within data and analytics, thinking about where I started and kind of where I've gotten, right? It's been... Um, you know, really just rounding out my background, starting really with data management and, and data quality and data governance. Uh, got into BI reporting. And then, you know, one of my stops, I got more into analytics and applications of data and how you could monetize that information, which is really interesting. Uh, and after that, I kind of did a stop in cybersecurity, kind of yeah. mitigating risk using data, which was really an interesting stop for me. I learned a lot about cyber and, you know, just kind of realized that I really liked that offensive kind of data and analytics space, trying to really monetize data and productize it. So it's been uh, been an interesting journey, but the overarching theme, it's really been all about, you know, helping companies really leverage data, you know, as a differentiator and, and drive value from it to, to really enable business outcomes has been the overarching theme of my career. Love it. Mm -hmm. Love it. So you started in data, you moved mm -hmm. to BI, mm -hmm. you've been in data science, you took a little break in cyber for a minute. Yep. Does that mean AI is next? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm involved with that now in my current role and with data science. So yep. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'd say, you know, as I've navigated, the, these moves have been very deliberate. It's been about learning new, new things and, you know, really rounding out my, my background and experience. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I'm super excited about our talk because... I can't believe I've never talked about this on Tag Data Talk was, before. It's so funny. I was so excited when I got the invite because I'm yeah. a big fan of your show. So thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Well, today's talk is talking about is uh, leading data scientists. So we're looking mm -hmm. at the people side, not necessarily the function, although, of course, that ties into it, but from a people perspective. And right now, this is a very hot topic mm -hmm. because, as you know, it's tough to find good data scientists. It is. It and is. as soon as you find them, they learn some stuff and then they go somewhere else. And mm -hmm. it's very uh, slippery. So... First of all, what are, can you help us understand, like, describe a persona? What are they like? What are some of the nuances? And I say they, I really mean yeah. like, you know, I'm one of them. So what is it like when you're dealing with like, what, who is a data scientist? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, I've already touched on that. I've, I've done different aspects of data and analytics. I mean, data science, there, there's a lot of, you know, innovation. I, I like to think of it as an R&D 
kind of think tank, right? Mm. What's the art of what's possible with the data, right? Really thinking about how we can insert data science to to generate value, right, to our customers. Um, and, and the challenge is creating that culture of innovation, I think. It's a little different from other areas of data and analytics. Um, you know, one of, one of the challenges I, I have, it's, you know, you always get pulled into production stuff, you know, um, stuff from customers and sales teams where you have to go do some research or solve a problem. I'm really trying to to shield our data science group to really be able to um, do, you know, innovate, think freely and, and kind of drive the the um, the work that we're doing. Right. Come up with the ideas. And, and one of one of the things that's really worked well is, you know, creating these innovation sessions where we kind of get in a room and um, throw a bunch of ideas on the on the whiteboard and, and you know, no idea is a bad idea. Right. We kind of just get everything out. Um, you know, they're in the, they're in the data, they're in the weeds, they're seeing things that a lot of other people in the company are not seeing. Right. And I want to make sure we're bringing those ideas up and, you know, then we kind of, kind of challenge them, talk about them and, and not everyone sticks. Right. And, um, but, but creating that culture where, you know, at the end of the meeting, we kind of prioritize and we go off and do the work and have that kind of fail fast mentality, right? Let's get in there and see if this holds together. And, and I think that, thing that's different about data science is a lot of times it doesn't hold together mm-hmm. right and and you've got to set that that culture that, that that's okay right not every idea is going to end up you know huge money idea for the company um and that and that you know when you see the results not everything has value in moving forward but that can be tough for for people to swallow right if they if they invest some time in an analysis and they're passionate about it and then it kind of sits on the shelf and goes nowhere Sometimes that's hard for people to, uh, they didn't see it get over the finish line, right? So it's, so it's tough for them to deal with. So that's, you know, as a leader in data science, you have to set that culture that, you know, this is normal. This is kind of how it's supposed to work. Right. Right. So I heard a few different things. That's a great description, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, here, here are the, the kind of net net of some of the word salad. Mm-hmm. And then I'll tell you the three terms that I think I pulled out of it. Yeah. You mentioned uh, think tank. Mm-hmm. You mentioned research, R&D. Um, innovation, free thinking, whiteboarding, mm-hmm. which is uh, pretty interesting. I've actually told people before that it should be called data science and data arts and sciences, mm-hmm. and that the whiteboard is the most important tool for a data scientist. And people mm-hmm. are like, "What? That's impossible!" But no. Um, so with those things, I sort of boiled it and said, "I think you're saying curiosity, mm-hmm. cerebral. They're very smart, and they kind of know how to go deep." Yep. So if those are the three, um, the three kind of big picture characteristics where they're focused on innovation research, they understand they can go in a room and really think mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, and they're not about necessarily constantly running fast. They're, they're okay to take it slower and to really think through things. There must be some challenges in trying to manage, um, retain, acquire. Yes. Like there must be some big challenges working with these smart, curious, always truth-seeking people. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, right now in the market, attrition is a challenge in data science specifically. We've spoken about this a number of times, but um, you know, you, you bring in data scientists and, and the market's just so hot comp-wise, people are jumping around for money. So I think also just the the uh, tenure at companies has changed a lot. I think if you if you go back you know, five, 10 years, you didn't see people jumping around companies, you know, 
every year, every few months even, where it's a lot more common now since since the pandemic, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually seeing a trend. Um, you know, I work for a company that does recruitment mm-hmm. and we're seeing a trend are where the contracting has gotten huge. Mm-hmm. People are just wanting to stay on somewhere nine months and look for the next gig. Yeah. Instead of working a permanent position. Yeah, I think the other thing you're seeing is people working multiple jobs yeah. at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. People have a side hustle too, and and you know it's become more normal. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So these curious, smart, deep thinking, innovative people. What are some of the other um, challenges aside from like the attrition mm-hmm. and acquisition of you know trying to bring them on board? Yeah. Just working with them, even like what are what are some other things? I mean, I think it's it's keeping them interested and learning and engaged, Mm. right? Because a lot of times in data science, they end up doing, you know, backend engineering type work that, you know, may not be exactly what they want to do, but it's necessary for the analysis, right? So, you know, trying to keep them focused on that real value add work versus some of the, you know, more backend engineering. Um, I think that division between IT and data science, a lot of times data science kind of has their own environment and they're, administering the environment and managing it. So there, so there's, you know, stuff they've got to do there that might not be the most exciting. Glamorous, right, right, right. right. You don't but see it has the... to be done. Right. Right. Um, but but that can be problematic if they're spending more of their time on those kind of things versus, you know, the the exciting, sexy data science analyses that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So one thing about them that is nuancey is retention mm-hmm. and acquisition um, you know, not that you can acquire people, but <laughs> but bring them on board. Um, and the other one is just keeping them interested. I actually had, this mm-hmm. is an interesting story. I had a master of science in analytics student that was at a major school in the area, mm-hmm. a university. And um, she actually went to HR to complain because her work was too simple. Yep. She said, wow. I, I'm not being challenged and I thought I was going to be challenged and I want to do the cool data science. Wow. And, yeah, and so I thought that was very interesting. So that's kind of what you're saying is that mm-hmm. to keep them on the um, the headlines where they're actually seeing, or the front lines where they're seeing like, oh, here's how this is benefiting the business, or this is how it's having an impact. People are listening. They're doing stuff based mm-hmm. on my analysis and my analytic that I produced. That is, uh, it sounds like you're saying that's pretty critical to keeping them engaged. Yeah, and I, I think one of the other nuances between you know data science and other areas of data and analytics, it's and and it's it's kind of a role I played. It's um, getting the the insights, you know, being able to communicate the insights to the executives Perfect. and to to customers. Right? It's you can do the greatest work, but if you don't tell a good story or can communicate it, it's in, worth nothing. It's worth nothing, right? Yeah. So. Um, that's where I've kind of stepped in and really, you know, we'll have formal readouts of everything. And I really, you know, instill that in my team, like you've got to be able to just have a normal conversation because your audience, you know, they don't want to get all techie or, you know, they don't want the data speak. They just want to know what does this mean and what's the value it provides. Like, yes, it's a pretty rock curve, but you're, you know, the client may (laughs) not want to see it. Right. They may not want to see it. (laughs) That used to bother me because I wanted to show them diagnostics. Like I was so excited about what a brick house I built. But then I realized I got to speak in a different language. So, yeah, that's a huge one um, right now. I'm so glad you brought that up, Ken, that Mm -hmm. the the communicating the insights and how you can actually do something with it and what kind of value it adds Mm -hmm. and how you can take action on it is um, a third thing that's kind of nuancey with these people. Yeah. 
Absolutely. What are some other items? Are there other things or are those the top three? I think those are the main ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the last one that we just hit on is I, I've noticed it. It's, I mean, typically that persona, that data scientist isn't the most, the best communicator in the organization, right? So I really try to push them to think outside the box. Like if you're meeting with somebody who doesn't know what all this means, how right. would you explain it? Right. Right. Would you say that's the biggest challenge of development for you? Like, cause it sounds like they're highly technical. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. Yep. But where, where do you see some of the bigger areas? I think the softer skills, communications. Really? Um, Interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I think the mindset, and again, I don't want to, you know, put, put them in a box and not all data scientists no, are the of same, course. right? Of There's different flavors, but but I think that's an area, you know, really trying to connect them more with the business, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like um, in my role, I'm kind of bringing a lot of those ideas. I mean, we do a lot for banks, right? So thinking about what are the challenges banks have, right? They're trying to acquire new customers. They're trying to cross-sell products, upsell, um, you know, expand their footprint, all these kind of ideas and getting them thinking about that, you know, our customers and what they need and then you know, what are, what are we privy to? What data do we have that we can bring transparency to our customers and value? I think that's really connecting the dots, right? I think mm-hmm. that that's an area that um, I feel like I step in to really help in that aspect because, um, and I let them get more technical and in the weeds with, with the data science piece, but, you know, picking the right business challenges to go after. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems like that would be tough for somebody that's highly technical yep. to figure out that kind of thing. Um, if you had to prioritize a little bit mm-hmm. on the uh, the skills that they have, mm-hmm. what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to give up? And what do you, what do you, like, there's no way I can have a data scientist that doesn't have fill in the blank. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I, I think, you know, there's always in the way, the way I interview folks and, you know, we have a, a team, you know, they, they meet with a number of people before we hire somebody. And everyone's kind of coming at it with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, in a data scientist position, you want to make sure they've got the technical chops. And, sure. You know, they're working with similar tools that we have. And, um, you know, we frame a lot of different, you know, scenarios to really understand how they would approach something. Like, what's the what's the thought process you would go through just to make sure their mm. their mind is kind of kind of wired that way. I mean, that's how I like to think about uh, data and analytics. It's very much, you know, if you were tasked with this issue, I mean, what, how would you approach it? You know, what kind of data would you try to pull into this analysis? And, mm-hmm. um, okay. What's the thought process, right? Yeah. You know, and nobody talks about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, hardly anybody. And the schools have a hard time. And in my defense, because I've been in the education field for 20 something years, and I'm mm-hmm. still affiliated with University of Georgia. It's tough because each professor gets a student for one semester. Mm-hmm. And you're so busy trying to teach them the technical side that it's difficult sometimes to have it sort of zoom out and say like, okay, well, client management, like that was just one project or one product you were building. What about, you know, um, a series of those and how Mm -hmm. would you manage that problem framing and what they're going through? So having that empathy, Mm -hmm. teaching them to have that empathy and that sort of thing. I personally would say curiosity. Yeah. That if I had to, I, there's no way I can have a data scientist be successful without some level of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned technical chops and being able to frame business problems. Yeah, and I, I as think well. the, the other thing, and, and it's kind of spanned across all of my roles. It's it's you know I want people who are passionate about the oh, job that, yeah, that want yeah. the job. You know, and they 
they come in and they're excited about it. If you're not excited about a job when you're in the interview, that's that's a huge red flag to me. Right, right. right. If, you, if you haven't even gotten into it yet, and right. <laughs> you're still not. Um, well, it must be very rewarding to oversee these kind of people, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, they're technical, they're smart, they know how to uh, extract all kinds of value. And it's interesting, too, because one little change can go really big at TSIS. Mm-hmm. Right. And so these are people that are somewhat powerful mm-hmm. in the sense that the data is powerful, not in and of itself, but when you do something to it. What is it like leading these kinds of teams? And specifically, tell us about some of the rewards that yeah. you've experienced. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting because we're we're generating, you know, value for the organization. Right. I feel like we're, you know, directly moving the business forward, which mm-hmm. is very rewarding. Like you can see. And, and, you know, I think we've all early in our careers, you've been in jobs where, you know, one of the challenges a lot of times is connecting your job to the bigger picture, right? And the companies, you know, when they're when they're given their annual report or, you know, they're reporting their numbers quarterly or whatever, like, yeah, I feel like we're directly impacting the business, right? Mm-hmm. And, and um, it's a little easier in this space because it's, you know, revenue and data monetization. So we can really quantify that, which is always great. But I think in some other areas, it's a little softer, right? It's a little more qualitative. Right. Like when right. I was in the governance space, it was very much you're enabling a lot of business activities, but you're not, you know, generating revenue directly. Right. Uh, Whereas with data science, it's like you're you're seeing an impact. Yeah. And whether that's a you know a a, a project that has to do with reducing safety incidences, mm-hmm. or increasing revenue, or improving satisfaction, or um, you know the customer experience, or whatever. You're making an impact yeah. that has a bottom line. That must be incredibly rewarding. Yeah, and and, and we're solving complicated problems, right? The work is interesting. Uh, I enjoy getting up and going to work in this role, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know, I think there's there's a lot of a lot of good in that, right? You know, really enjoying what you do and and seeing value and kind of kind of the deliverables that you and your team are providing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So since we have one minute before I ask you your final question, <laughs> please help us understand, Ken. From your perspective, mm-hmm. if you had to give one hint to somebody about to do an interview mm-hmm. for a data science position, what is that hint? Help them, help them figure out what to focus on. So, it's kind of a loaded question, a little bit, but <laughs> I, but you know, I I just say you know really think about what are the must-haves you're trying to get out of the hire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's a specific you know technical skill set that your team's lacking that you need to onboard. Um, you know, you're typically not going to find a unicorn that has everything, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, really honing in on for what we want this person to do. And it, the one thing I always come back to, it's fit, right, within mm-hmm. the team, cultural mm-hmm. fit. I'm big on that, um, especially in data science. You want to foster kind of a culture. So bringing in people who, you know, are going to get along with the team. They're mm-hmm. going to work well together and collaborate. That's really important to me. Okay. Yeah. If you turn the mirror the other way, mm-hmm. what would you say to a candidate that's about to interview? candidates about to interview. Yeah. I mean, be prepared, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, know what the company does that you're interviewing with. Um, and, you know, come with some good questions. Don't don't come with just, you know, do some do some pre-work, come with some solid questions. I'm mm-hmm. always, I always like to see that, you know, if, if I say, oh, you have any questions for me? And if, you know, if they say no, it's kind of, you know, they just showed up today, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So be right. Be inquisitive because mm-hmm. that inquisition, I mean, that's going to show your curiosity with data. Yep. And if you're really into it and it looks like it's something intriguing, 
try to try to at least show yeah and, I, and I think any anything you can share about your background that aligns with the the opportunity right. always helps right like tell me something you did in your previous role that would prove that you can kind of kind of solve problems here oh, i love it right? it's about problem solving yeah okay um lastly what final piece of advice would you give a leader who's trying to manage data scientists mm-hmm I mean, I, I think the big thing is, you know, you always want to stay current on the industry. And, and you know, we've talked a lot, you know, going to industry events, uh, you know, new in, industry publications. There, there's tons of content out there to stay current. But, um, you know, building a network, you know, as I've uh, navigated my career, kind of taking the time to invest your time in events and networking and meeting people. There's just a ton of value there. And, and it's, you know. Could be, a, you know, as you navigate your career, but even more so, you know, if I'm looking for a data scientist, I now have a network I could lean on and say, Beverly, you know, who do you know? Who do you trust kind of thing? And, and mm -hmm. that goes a long way versus just getting resumes, you know, people right. who apply. But it, but it goes even further. Like if I hit a snag at work, like right now we're doing a large cloud migration. So, you know, just saying, hey, did you guys encounter this in your journey? How did you approach it? You know, could be like certain tools that, could be recommended, but you know, when it's coming from people you trust and it takes time to establish that trust, right? It, you've got to invest your time to, to build those relationships, but they, they can be really beneficial as you move, you know, navigate your career. Love it. Love mm -hmm. it. So stay current. Now by that, do you mean take a coding class as a leader? Or do you mean just like no, know the trends? Know the, the trends. Movement? I mean, okay. I'd say higher level, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think you need to go, you know, take coding classes as an executive, but you need to I always feel like to, to lead and manage, you need to understand the work right. conceptually what's happening, right? And you need to speak it to a certain extent, right? but you, know, you don't have to be hands on the keyboard with it. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mm -hmm. st try to stay current and make sure you network. Yep. You know, be someone, be that leader of data science, of data scientists that they can look up to, yep. that they can admire. Um, yeah. Because I think as, you know, as, as a leader, I mean, you've got to... You've got to have that credibility and be able to cast that vision. And I think, you know, having, you know, past experiences and networks and it just goes a long way for sure. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much to yeah. Ken Vessiana um, from TSIS for talking to us about leading data scientists. Great. Thanks, Beverly.